was a Bitcoin. Bitcoiners, I just had a great conversation with JP Sears. JP is a comedian and amazing conscious and liberty focused uh, content creator on YouTube, and he is getting into Bitcoin. I think I had a viral tweet that um, pretty much was like, hey, we're still early. Freedom people aren't into Bitcoin, but JP is into Bitcoin and JP is getting into Bitcoin technology and what is possible at the cutting edge of lightning tech. So JP is working with a gentleman by the name of Justin, and they are building a team that is building a social media app on top of lightning called Zion. They launched last month. They have a long waiting list. They're doing a great job of sharing and getting people excited about censorship resistant, truly censorship resistant network, social media sites. And Zion is one of the first. So Check this podcast out. I think you're really going to enjoy this one with JP. He's an interesting guy, and I learned a lot. So uh, without further ado, let's get into this one. Bitcoiners, I am sitting across from JP Sears, the co-founder and creator of Get Zion, a really awesome and cool interface on top of the Lightning Network that enables people to social network, do a lot of the things that they're used to doing on their phone, but in a decentralized and Bitcoin-based way. I'm really excited to get to know JP. JP has built quite the following away from Bitcoin. And, you know, I'm excited to hear about how he learned about Bitcoin and what it's like, you know, kind of entering and building in this sphere. So, JP, without further ado, welcome to the Bitcoin Magazine podcast and excited to chat about your story. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you, brother. Uh, thank you for that beautiful introduction and appreciate you having me on. So, JP, tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I guess, where did you kind of start your career on the internet per se and uh and then weave us into how you got into bitcoin yeah brother it's it's been a journey i started my career on the internet i mean if you want to be specific october 5th 2014 that was the date there seven years ago that i uploaded my first comedy video no idea that it would become a thing no idea that i was not only changing the trajectory of my career, but also my life in, in many beautiful ways. So at the time I thought, I'm just gonna upload one comedy video. It's stupid, like who's gonna watch it? But you know, the interesting thing is it woke up something inside me, just like this creative satisfaction. So I've been off and running, you know, one step at a time, kind of forest gumping my way along with without a, a plan of where I'm going, but doing my best to follow my heart and and it's worked out pretty well where now I've yeah I got I've, I have the privilege of having a beautiful online following, publish at least two comedy videos every week online and then I'm touring the country doing stand-up comedy. And that absolutely does not sound like the the typical like Bitcoiner trajectory. And and out of all the respect to the intelligent Bitcoiners out there, I won't pretend I'm a a Bitcoiner. Uh, I've come to know like, whoa, 
y'all have a, a level of knowledge that is just a foreign language to me. But to answer the question about how I got into Bitcoin, you know, of course, along the way, the past half dozen or so years, I had heard people talk about it. And, you know, I, I went from the old man mentality of what's well, new and I don't understand it. Therefore, it's stupid. I went from that mentality to the, like this slow spectrum to where I'm at now. And, you know, I remember, I think it was 2017, I actually made a video making fun of Bitcoin. <laughs> and, and that was born completely out of my ignorance for what it is. Uh, I, at the time, I just saw like, you know, some friends of mine, acquaintances, they're like, bro, you got to, you know, invest in Bitcoin, you're going to get rich. And these are people with no money telling me how to get rich. So I'm just like, wow, that, that's funny. But I'll tell you what really uh, changed me about Bitcoin. Earlier this year, a friend of mine, Tony Robbins, he sent me a, a video interview he did with Michael and when I heard Michael Saylor explain Bitcoin, my view of it completely changed. I'd say my eyes went from closed to as wide open as they can get for my intelligence level. Because at the time, I just thought Bitcoin, like, well, it's an alternative currency. It's decentralized. That's kind of cool. Could be a great investment. So I went from, go from thinking Bitcoin's only like a, uh, a monetary asset to seeing like, oh no, Bitcoin technology is actually the digital infrastructure of freedom and sovereignty. So it's a little embarrassing to, to share with your audience and you that it is only since earlier this year that I had my eyes open to what Bitcoin is. And of course, you know, buy a bunch of it and, and you know, now working on our company Zion who literally runs on Bitcoin. So that's my that's my little bit of clumsy trail to where I'm at now with Bitcoin. Awesome. So Tony Robbins is doing an interview with Michael Saylor and that is how you got orange pilled. Um I guess like let's talk about you know maybe freedom and sovereignty and stuff like that like why does that matter to you was that kind of part of your comedy brand before bitcoin you know it i didn't know freedom mattered so much to me until what a year and a half ago or so when freedom started being taken away uh, of course for you know the rationalizations of pandemic response and you know all beliefs aside uh Politics aside, you know, whether one believes like, well, it's good they were being taken away or you say it's bad. Bottom line is we've had freedoms taken away. So that that woke something else up inside of me where uh, my my comedy and my online content there a year and a half ago, it really transitioned from yeah, doing comedy about anything that amused me to doing comedy in a way that helps represent freedom and uses the sort of satire to help slice through hypocrisies and fear-mongering that seems like it's eroding away from or eroding our freedom. So uh, that, that's been a bit of a career transition within my career, where it's like, yeah, now uh, 
my purpose is representing freedom. And, and I use the language of comedy to help do that. And of course, really the only reason why I, I wanted to get involved in the Bitcoin space and get involved in Zion is because I see Bitcoin and Bitcoin technology to, to be, I, I would call it not just empowering for freedom, but I think it's essential for freedom now. And, and I know you guys, I mean, you guys have known this for so long, but I was kind of a little blue pilled for too long. Um, but yeah, man, when, when that video of Michael Saylor and Tony Robbins, and then of course, getting in touch with some, you know, my co-founder with Zion, the you know, brains behind the operation, learning so much from him. I just realized like, man, I don't need anything else on my plate, but I need, I want to get involved here because freedom matters to me and it matters to a lot of people. And, and for the people it matters to, I want to do everything I can to empower them to have that freedom. And, and I think Bitcoin technology is the digital infrastructure of freedom and sovereignty. So I think like the framing of Bitcoin as the digital infrastructure for freedom you know, I think that dovetails well into what is actually being built on Zion. I'm kind of curious, like, you know, what's what was like the inspiration for, you know, you mentioned 2020 and like the freedoms there. I'm sure you're seeing the censorship or whatever online. Like, what's the inspiration for building like an unstoppable social media platform? And are there like other projects in the space that, you know, were part of that inspiration? I'm just kind of curious, you know, how it all kind of came together. Yeah, you know, the as a great question. And and basically, yeah, the the inspiration for building Zion was the the old model of social media, uh, the old paradigm, in though it still exists, obviously, all the platforms, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and, and I'm grateful for those platforms. I think they've been a great service to humanity. Yet I also think we've outgrown those. The censorship model, the idea that uh, a few at Facebook can determine what you and I are allowed to say to each other, that they can dictate our exchange of information and thought, that that's what the old paradigm of social media has come to. And like it or not, that's just what it's come to. So, so I think uh, the uh, uh, innovation is always inspired by a problem and, and the lack of freedom, the lack of free speech, as well as the centralization of all the, how those uh, systems are monetized, privacy breaches. Uh, I, I, I think humanity wants better than that. I think we've outgrown those. And and I look at the uh, the old paradigm of social media. It's kind of like, you know, Christian. If it, when you were ten in third grade, you, whatever pair of pants you wore then, if you still had those pants on now, they'd be tight. They'd be restrictive. You'd have outgrown them. But if if you're still wearing them, you're going to be limited. So I look at the old paradigm of social media is like, that's the pair of pants we wore when we were in third grade and we've outgrown them. So putting on <laughs> bigger adult size 
pants is is what Zion's attempting to do, which allows people to be freer and uh, I think uh, allows people to have more of a human experience on social media where you don't have to give up your privacy so that a platform can monetize you. Uh, you don't have to speak in line with the true, the one true narrative, and you don't have to use code words if you actually want to talk about what's on your mind. If if your mind happens to go against mainstream narratives, um, and, and I've last thing I'll say on that is part of the inspiration. You know, I personally I'm an online creator. It's how I've been able to earn my living for the the past seven or so years. And and the old model of monetizing your audience, you know, through the social media lens, it has a lot of middlemen in the way. You know, uh, YouTube takes 50% of the monetization that is earned from my videos. And it's like, great. Like, I thank you for allowing me to monetize on your platform. But also, it doesn't necessarily have to be that way. So when we take out the the middleman, I mean, whether it's a central bank, um, social, big tech social media, when we take out the middleman, uh, what we get to do is have creators on Zion connected directly to their audience. So there's payment channels as well as information channels. So seeing what the old paradigm has come to, I think, is what's inspired the new vision for uh, what Zion is. I think there's a lot to unpack there. First and foremost, like, let's just talk about how it actually happens before we talk about like the vision and some of the features and stuff like that. Like, I know you're not the technologist here. Uh, maybe you got it pulled Jay in, but like, um, how, how's lightning used? Is like everything built on lightning? Like, uh, is it like, you know, use lightning for payments and then other stuff happens on servers, I guess. Can you give me like the high level and like how censorship resistant is this thing? How much control do you have over your social graph? Like all those kind of like, you know, factors where does Zion come in? Just help, help me understand how it all works, you know, in the context of lightning. I know that's a lot. <laughs> uh, no, for sure, brother. And, you know, I know with your level of expertise, you're going to have a kindergarten explanation given to a PhD on this topic. So please forgive me for speaking to you in dumbed down kind of layman's language. But yeah, so because Zion is built on lightning, what happens when, when you send me a message on Zion or, you know, a creator is sharing their, their video or their content with you on Zion? When you send me the message, you're, you're actually sending me a three sat payment and then the uh, via lightning and the message gets encrypted within that payment. That three sat payment comes to me, your friend on Zion messages decrypted. I see what you had to say. And that three sat payment is automatically sent back to you. So effectively, there's looks like there's hasn't been a payment, but that payment channel is opened up. That's what allows the information to be sent here on Lightning. And uh, that's pretty groovy. So that's how, how Zion is able to, uh, I guess, send information via the, the payment channels on Lightning. Um, 
what uh, what you, you, you said a bunch of what were some of the other nuances of the the question well, uh, yeah i guess like uh so it sounds like you know if i'm sending someone like a video or a, a picture or a podcast like does that information actually get sent over the lightning network like how does that kind of happen yeah. yes so it's sent over the lightning network and with zion each user has their own node. So that, that information via Lightning is sent literally from me to you, not through any centralized server of Zion's. It's just peer-to-peer or creator-to-audience. And, and that's part of how Zion is, is not able, how Zion is able to be not just a pledge of hey, we're not going to censor you. Zion actually can't censor you. So when we look at some of the alternative social media apps today, which are cool, like I'm glad, I think the world needs competition, but some of the alternative social media apps uh, like Rumble, uh, BitChute, Parler, things like that, whether you like them or not, these are alternative apps and, and they all advertise themselves as censorship free. Cool. The reality is that's just a pledge. They can censor you if they want. If if their policies change, you know, they're it's centralized. They can censor you. And and I Zion, we wanted to do something more. It's kind of like I like this is a little bit of a narcissistic analogy. So forgive me, but. I like to think of us as like the founding fathers where back in the day, 1776, they're writing the constitution, the bill of rights, which was a, a declaration of freedom to outlive them. Whereas the founding fathers could have been like, Hey uh, guys, you know, we're in charge and you know, we're going to make sure you have freedom, you have free speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do all these cool things. But they knew that pledge, you know, it, it would basically die with them. It, it would be vulnerable to be violated just as soon as the next guy comes along in charge. So, um, Zion, we wanted to have basically a, call it a, you know, a, a constitution that would outlive us. So the way Zion's built, because it functions node to node with users, Zion can't get in to censor it anybody because Zion doesn't have the private keys to access your node, Christian, or to access my node. So it's it's not just censorship free, it's censorship resistant. Yo, what is going on, plebs? We're going to take a break from our programming to tell you about the resurrection of our print magazine, starting with the El Salvador issue. Starting this fall, Bitcoin Magazine will be available on newsstands nationwide and at retail stores such as Barnes & Noble. Don't want to get off your couch, though? No problem. You can also go to store.bitcoinmagazine.com. So skip the line and get each issue shipped directly to your front door with our annual subscription. I'm talking four issues a year that contain exclusive interviews and profiles with leading Bitcoiners, actionable insights on the state of the market, breaking news and cultural trends, along with powerful photos and artwork from the best artists in the world. 
Subscribe today and get 21% off using code podcast at checkout. That's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, podcast at checkout. The world of crypto can seem like the Wild West sometimes. Soaring highs, crashing lows, celebrity shills, and new coins popping up seemingly out of nowhere every day. Look, we get it because we've been there before. At Bitcoin Magazine, we aim to filter out the noise and help newcomers concentrate on the signal. That's why we focus on Bitcoin only. Learning about Bitcoin may seem intimidating at first, but we've worked hard to break things down in a simple and digestible format that anyone can understand. Bitcoin Magazine has launched a free 21-day email course that teaches you about the fundamentals of Bitcoin. You'll receive one new lesson each day that covers a brand new topic as we guide you down the Bitcoin rabbit hole with quick and easy three to five minute reads. Not only do you get the free course, but everyone who completes the quiz at the end will earn some free Bitcoin. Start learning and earning Bitcoin today. Visit b.tc forward slash 21 days to enroll. Uh, that, that makes sense. Um, and I guess that also, you know, I've heard a lot of takes about like, can you actually like build super complex data, social networks, you know, just directly on lightning or not, but I don't necessarily want to debate you because I don't actually know, but I'm more curious to kind of like, here's like, okay, you mentioned some of those alternative social medias and, you know, they have a pledge that they won't censor you. Obviously that pledge is not guaranteed by code. All the social medias are happening in their centralized servers, but, um, you know, these things also struggle with actually gaining network effect and actually getting users. And it's like kind of interesting, like how do you get people on this thing and incentivize them to get on? when the network itself doesn't kind of feedback, right? Because right now the purpose to get onto Instagram or Twitter or whatever is because there's already the network there. So you're tapping into the network and it's, so I'm kind of curious, like, is there a strategy in terms of picking up the network effect and kind of bootstrapping that for Zion? Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, uh, I'm the last person that wants to get on any new social media app. It's like, you know, I remember when TikTok came along, it's like, God, no, I don't want to get on that. Like, I don't need any other social media apps, something else to like repost my stuff on. So <laughs> I'm the last person that wants to jump on a new app unless that app solves a massive problem that I'm encountering. And that, that's why I got passionate about Zion. So, the, but to answer the question, to get the network effect, you know, it's, that's not an easy challenge to, to take on to like get people onto Zion. And, you know, there, there's a, of course a, a couple extra steps because it's decentralized that people would need to take that they're not used to taking with any other social media um, experience. So it, it's, it, uh, of course, there's that uphill battle. So that's one of the reasons why Justin Rezvani, my dear friend, and he's the, the main founder of Zion, this is his vision. That's why he brought me on. I'm, I'm lucky enough to, uh, uh, through grace and hard work, have, uh, uh, I think we're over 5 million 
online followers for myself. My videos have been viewed over half a billion times. So because I've got reach, I've got the potential to bring people over onto Zion. And, and we know like, yeah, it's not easy. And as more and more nodes are provisioned, there becomes more and more capacity on Zion. We know like, you know, one of the keys is we've got to bring other creators on to incentivize their audiences to um, jump onto Zion. And, and luckily enough, I mean, this is like a curse and a blessing. The, the curse is there's enough creators out there that have either been challenged with censorship or they fear censorship. Some have been deplatformed that there's enough motivation that a lot of creators we've talked to, they, they can't wait to jump onto Zion because they've got a problem and Zion is a solution to that. So, but I'll tell you, you know, it, it's going to be slow and, you know, they, right now we've got about a thousand users on Zion and provisioning the, the nodes that's, you know, that takes time to build the network unlike Facebook where, you know, on day one, it opens and like, whatever, like a million people jump on, whatever. No, it, it's a bit of a slow build. Certainly it's kind of like how, however nature grows things it it does it slowly, but we want to do it right. So we're willing to do it slow and progressive rather than try to take shortcuts in the name of speed and trying to capture a lot of people all at once. So the fact that the network is is being built slowly actually I think helps us because we can take our our time with recruiting more and more users. But you know right now, you know, we, we've got over 8,000 people, it might be nine or ten thousand at this point, on our wait list who want to get on, they want to buy their node through Zion. So uh, I'm excited for the challenge. It's not going to be easy. There's no guarantee that we'll be successful, but I'll tell you, we're, we're doing our best and grateful to have some pretty good momentum at this point. Awesome. I mean, again, you know, starting off with a, a lot of interest like that at launch is, is definitely difficult. And I'm excited to see, um, you know, how you're able to drive interest in the non-Bitcoin community towards Bitcoin. Uh, I, I'm going to I want to ask you a little bit more about growth, but I do have one last kind of like tough question for you, which is, you know, you know, you mentioned founding fathers doing, you know, putting something in stone that people can rely on, go beyond Zion. Like, I guess my question is, is like, this is built on Bitcoin. This is supposed to have a lot of assurances for the user. Like, where does, where does the Zion company fit in, right? Like, where does the Zion company benefit from this arrangement? How does the Zion company kind of have staying power? Like, is this something that you can just fork Zion, the Zion company away from and then like have this like autonomous social network. I'm just like, give me some of the, like those details and thoughts. So Zion, everything in Zion is open source. So someone could absolutely come and lift what we're doing, do their own version. So um, I think we have to inherently be okay with that because it's open source. And what we're doing is the, the mission is more important than the, uh, the profitable business, though 
we want to be profitable, certainly. That's a part of it, but the mission is greater. So, um, yeah, and how Zion comes in to make money, how we're not doing it is through data breaches, privacy, you know, the old thing for everybody who's watched The Social Dilemma, which is probably about everybody at this point. You know, if if a product is free, then you're the product. So we, we don't want to exploit audiences. We want to be honest, upfront, and transparent. So to be on the system, uh, you uh, the vast majority of people are uh, renting their nodes from Zion, which is a $9 a month fee. We've got a little bit of a margin on that, which is uh, one of our revenue streams. The other revenue stream at this point is uh, any any Bitcoin wallet transfer from one Zion wallet to outside the system, uh, we have a small fee we take on that. And it's, uh, I don't remember the fee off the top of my head, but it's significantly lower than um, uh, comparable services for the market. So uh, that's, that's Zion's monetization model at this point. Gotcha. So it's effectively renting out like cloud nodes and then uh, withdrawing Bitcoin from the system. But like it is like a closed ecosystem, although it's a self-sovereign censorship resistant ecosystem. It's still like a closed um, Zion ecosystem. It's not interoperable with other lightning social media. Like, I guess, yeah, correct me. Tell me tell me where I'm wrong there. No, So I'm getting excited a little bit um, and I'm probably not allowed to share this, but I'm going to share it. Um, Justin Rizvani, the, the founder, he was, he's, he's actually found ways to be interoperable with other systems on Lightning. And they're, those functions aren't, you know, in Zion right now, but, you know, we're, we want people to be connected. Uh, we want Zion to be interoperable with other systems on Lightning. So we're excited about that. I, when when Justin, um, when I, I forgot the other system he transferred a payment to from his Zion wallet to the other system. Uh, forgive me for forgetting the name of it, but I mean, the, the way he was celebrating that, you know, you'd think he just had his first child born. And here I am, you know, not a, a techie. I'm like, Justin, what are you so excited about? And he told me, and I'm like, why are you so excited about that? He's like, bro, do you get it? And then gave me the whole download. So yeah, to your question, we're, you know, we, we've cracked that open. And I think there's a lot of potential there because, you know, connection is, that's that's important. And we don't want any kind of monopolization over connection. I think that's part of the old paradigm. So, you know, when people are able to connect to who they want, when they want, that's a facilitator of freedom. By no means do we want to uh, try to monopolize or control that connection. Okay, uh, very interesting. Again, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested to just see and follow uh, Zion and other apps as they kind of like uh, pioneer this space. It's really exciting. Um, in terms of, you know, you using your existing kind of comedy platform and educating about Bitcoin, I'm kind of curious, like, what's your strategy there? Have you already been kind of communicating Bitcoin censorship resistance, the Zion app to them? I'm, I'm kind of curious 
um, what that relationship is like and what your thought process is around actually talking about it. Yeah, you know, talking about it is important to me. You know, I, I, I've come to learn the Bitcoin world is pretty much a world unto itself. It's been kind of separate from the world of normal people thinking, where there's not too many outsiders that get into the Bitcoin world. Now, granted, a lot of people like I buy Bitcoin and like that's cool, but to actually be a Bitcoiner, they've been kind of two worlds. Excuse me. And for me, it's so important to be as much of a bridge as I can to help lead outsiders into this new world and kind of um, break down the wall of division that's created through a vast amount of technical knowledge that the Bitcoiner world has. And, and that's one of the reasons why uh, Justin Rizvani, the founder of Zion, approached me because I, uh, I, what I do in my comedy is what I'm tasked to do with Zion, which is to break down concepts and share them in a very easy to understand, digestible way. And I'll, I'll give you a quick story. Here in Austin, I think it was about a month ago at this point, there's a, a big Bitcoin meetup few hundred people from all over the, the country, as well as a lot of locals here in Austin, get together. They're, you know, it's an evening where people are sharing experiences and Bitcoin codes, what's new updates, problems, in this amazing discussion with um, uh, several hundred people. I didn't understand a single word that was spoken the whole night, but I loved it. Here's why that helped me understand how, how, how the Bitcoiner world is like when, when, when y'all are talking about code, like, wow, I might as well be listening to Chinese. I don't understand any of that. I so value what that does. I don't understand the nuances and that can be a barrier of entry to the outside world. But the problem is the outside world needs what Bitcoin technology can do. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get involved in Zion to help bring outsiders into the world. And it's like, yeah, you don't need to understand like all the fancy coding in order to benefit from what Bitcoin technology can do for you. So for me, it's kind of like if, if you've got a health supplement you want to be as educated as you can on the supplement. Uh, but most people just, they're kind of like, all right, what's this supplement do for me? What will it do? Uh, how's it benefit me? Are there any side effects? But they don't understand the cellular physiology of like, oh, well, it goes in and influences your Krebs cycle, which increases your ATP. Therefore, you'll have better energy production. Your detox pathways will run better. They don't really understand that. And most people honestly don't need to understand that, even though it can be beneficial if they do. So I, I think it's kind of like that with bringing outsiders into benefit from Bitcoin technology. And, and you know, if you've seen it, the, the Zion interface, it's very user-friendly for the outside world. You'd have no idea the vast amount, the vast world of mind-blowing coding that's that's holding up this kind of easy to use 
experience via social media and communicate with people. So anyway, if that remotely answers the question, that's, that's part of what I'm trying to do. And, it, and it's been fun. Uh, lately, I've had to slow down how much content I'm doing about Bitcoin simply because we, you, we've kind of attracted too many people to Zion too fast, you know, with the wait list of at least 8,000 people, which is a great problem to have. But in order to kind of slow down the pacing and, you know, we want to bring people into Zion and have them be able to use it pretty, pretty quick, not be on a wait list forever. So uh, my public, public facing content on Bitcoin and messaging as well as comedy around it, um, I'm needing to kind of slow down the pace of it, but certainly look for plenty more to come in the future. Cool. I'm excited to see the next uh, JP Bitcoin video. Um, I'm kind of curious. I want to hear about your story and Justin, but before that, uh, I want to hear a little bit more about the app, right? So um, you mentioned messaging, you mentioned video, um, you mentioned just, you know, being a social media platform. Can you talk to us about existing features, the roadmap, uh, what you're most excited about? Yeah, so some of the existing features that you, you'll find on Zion that are not uncommon to centralized social media platforms, there's uh, direct chat, person to person. There's the community feature where you follow creators or your creator create your community, you have a bunch of people join your community, you publish your content there, photos, videos. Uh, creators podcasts are there in the community and then there's the wallet feature where you have you can just send people bitcoin have them send you bitcoin to your wallet right on zion and it, it and that's exciting and then hitting a few features that uh, we're able to offer that others can't uh, uh, in a creator's community, they can directly tip the creator. So they, they post something that appeals them like, hey, I love that message. And they can just hit a button and that sends a tip to the creator, just an amount of sats that the user um, uh, presets. And then the other cool thing is if you see someone else in the community, not the creator, but someone else, has a comment that you feel is valuable, you can directly tip them. And one of my, my joys that I've been having in my community is I'm, I'm literally sending money to my audience when they're posting things that add value to the community. I'm tipping them a number of sets and that feels, uh, that's just such a new experience for me as a creator, which I love. So the community itself can be supported by contributing value. And then, you know, where, where Zion's going, you know, admittedly, we're in the early stages. We're finding bugs that need to be worked out as happens with any technology and the engineers are constantly working to iron those out. There's, with existing features, things that we'll be doing to streamline and just, uh, make them better. So right now we're really focused on uh, optimizing what we've already got. <laughs>
Yo, my fellow Bitcoin lovers, have I got something specifically curated for you. The Deep Dive is Bitcoin Magazine's premium markets intelligence newsletter. This isn't some pay group selling buy and sell signals. No, this is a premium Bitcoin analysis led by Dylan LeClaire and his team of analysts. They break down in an easily digestible way what is happening on chain in the derivatives markets and in the greater macro backdrop context for Bitcoin. This newsletter turns volatility into a joke. So hit up members.bitcoinmagazine.com and use promo code podcast for 30% off the deep dive. That's members.bitcoinmagazine.com promo code podcast for 30% off. Divorce your pay group and learn why Bitcoin is the ultimate asset by Dylan and his team. My fellow plebs, the Bitcoin conference is back. Bitcoin 2022, April 6th through the 9th is the ultimate pilgrimage for the Bitcoin ecosystem. The Bitcoin conference is the biggest event in all of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. We're leveling up and making this bigger and better than ever. I'm talking straight to the moon with the four-day long festival in the heart of Miami at the Miami Beach Convention Center. This has something for everyone. Whether you are a high-powered Bitcoin entrepreneur, a core developer, or a Bitcoin newbie, Bitcoin 2022 is the ultimate place for you to be with your people and celebrate and learn about the Bitcoin culture. So make sure to go to b.tc forward slash conference to lock in your official tickets and use promo code Satoshi for 10% off. Want more off? Pay in Bitcoin and you'll receive $100 off general admission and $1,000 off whale pass. Those are stackable. So go to b.tc forward slash conference and attend the best conference in Bitcoin history. Awesome. So just continue to optimize and, uh, you know, get people onto the platform uh, as you can scale. Sounds good. Um, Well, I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of features um, and, you know, I'm kind of curious what attracts people more is like, the path to just more direct monetization, value for value, um, or the censorship resistance, right? Because uh, I feel like those are kind of like two separate, but obviously very related features. Yeah. As of now, having launched uh, less than a month ago, what's attracting people the most is the censorship resistant technology that uh, Zion's built on. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of our existing users, you know, they've come from my audience. So it's a, a, a biased cross-section. Like if they're in my audience already, they're freedom-oriented. They're like, you know, let people just think for themselves. We don't like censorship. So that's as of now. And as Zion grows, I'll be curious uh, about that question and how that answer changes and what, what the balance is of, people being motivated to get on Zion because of the censorship resistance versus like, hey, you know, this is a a new pathway of monetization that takes the centralized authorities, banks, um, uh, big tech companies out of the equation. So uh, I'll be looking forward to seeing how that answer evolves. So I want to hear about your relationship with Justin. I actually met Justin at Bitcoin 2021. Uh, he came up to me while I was slinging t-shirts at the merch booth. And he was like, yo, check out my app. And he like shoved it in my face. I was like, okay, this is a cool man, but you want to like, shirt. Like Justin, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, we subsequently got to hang out and meet a little bit. He's a cool guy. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I want to hear about, you know, how your relationship started, you know, 
and you know maybe how how bitcoin kind of fit, fits into that yeah man so my first conversation with justin was uh, uh very early on this year you know just uh, uh, through various friends mutual acquaintances here in austin that i have a lot of respect for very successful people very mission-oriented people they kept telling me jp this guy justin Rizvani, he's doing something you would love it you got to learn more about it i'm kind of like bro my schedule's full i'm touring constantly I, i don't have time but people kept literally bugging me about it so uh, finally they i was directly connected with justin just via text and we set up a time to meet then i don't know if, if did you hear about the huge freakish winter storm we ha- had here in texas oh yeah so oh, yeah I, I was supposed to go to his house on the the day that storm hit i'm just calling him like bro i literally can't get out of my driveway this deadly situation so we just had a, a meeting over Zoom and he gave me the down on his doing. I understood maybe 3% of what he was actually saying. <laughs> Justin's smart he, and he speaks in a relatively technical language. But from that 3%, I understood like, all right, he's doing something special that is meaningful to me and my mission. But, you know, that's that. Had a great conversation. I said, you know, I love what you're doing. Keep me updated uh, as you continue building it. But then a, a couple months later, he called me up and said, JP, I want to sit down and have a serious conversation with you. Schedule the time. And, and he proposed the partnership that we're in. He said, your mission and the mission of Zion are the same. We're, we're just accomplished things, you know, from, you know, different angles. So he proposed a partnership, bringing me on as a a founding partner in Zion. And I'll tell you, during that conversation, I told him, you know, obviously I love the mission, but I've got to kind of think about this, not so much think about it, but I've got to just feel into my gut, my heart, give me a couple of days. Like, I, I don't like to make decisions based on what I think. I like to make decisions based on what I feel in my heart. But I left that conversation hoping my heart would say like, no, not for you. So I don't need any more to do. And, but as I sat with it, I mean, right away, I knew like, yes, I'm, I'm called to contribute either in my small way. I'm called to contribute to the mission of freedom by doing what I can to help Zion grow. So I let Justin know a couple of days later, like, hey, bro, it, it's clear to me. I'm, uh, I want to do what I can. I want to be involved. So we did that and it's been great. It's such a joyful relationship. I mean, Justin, for his level of success, he's young. I mean, he had a, built up a, a, the first company that connected influencers directly to brands. It's called The Amplify. He had a big exit in, uh, I think, 2016. So he he uh, he and I vibe so well as friends and business partners, and uh, it, it's been great ever since. So it's he he takes his work very seriously as I do. Yet it's great to be able to have fun and be lighthearted along the way as we're 
doing what we can to save the world from censorship and bring freedom to the world in, in our small way. Again, uh, I love the theme of censorship resistance, freedom, and I love that that's a big part of kind of your life um, and your content. I kind of want to, you know, wrap this one up with just a final kind of question. It's just like, you know, you mentioned 2020 and COVID has been something that like really sparked you to like really become aware of like freedom. But can you talk a little bit about like more deeply, like, you know, why why you think that's something that's so important and like needs to be defended and i guess advocated for because like i personally think that like the status quo perception is like oh we need to squash the virus at all costs right and there's uh and and maybe not everyone agrees with that but that's definitely the politically correct kind of position and uh it's scary because like there's a lot of long-term consequences and it i just think it's you know freedom is something that is critical. And it seems to me like Bitcoiners are the only ones paying attention. Like maybe that's not true, but they're one of the biggest cohorts that are really like shouting at the top of their lungs about this. And, I, you know, it's interesting to see, you know, you know, someone like you um, kind of like get flipped because of COVID and then, you know, making it a big part of your brand. Yeah. You know, I, I think freedom is what makes life worth living, period. And, and I think freedom is so valuable that it's the one thing that all people will eventually become willing to die for. They're deprived of it long enough. I mean, you look at all the heroes throughout history or even heroic ar archetypes in movies, and they're willing to put their life on the line in the name of freedom. That's how important I think it is. I mean, we, the idea of being born and believing the purpose of your life is to protect your life. That's a very fearful strategy, very restrictive. And of course, you don't want to be dumb and just put your life in jeopardy. Yet, what we realize is all people who are born will die. So life is inherently risky. So you can make the purpose of your life to save your life and eventually you're gonna fail. Nobody's lived forever yet. Um, so the idea of let's give away many of our most cherished freedoms in order to feel like we're preserving our life from uh, a virus that carries a 99.98% survival rate. And of those 0.02% who do unfortunately pass away from, from it, 94% of them have comorbidities along with the virus. So personally, when I look at the actual numbers, not the narrative and the fear mongering, but when I look at the actual numbers, I say restricting my life is not a wise decision for this virus. Now, if there's a, a lot, if I look outside my window and there's a tiger outside my door, I'm like, I'm going to stay home. Uh, I'm going to stay inside. It doesn't look like a wise decision for me to leave my house, for me to restrict my freedoms. So with that said, 
it, it you know at the risk of sounding conspiratorial for a lot of us it sure seems as though there's a a few people in the world who have been corrupt by power who are looking to take people's freedoms not to protect people but to take people's freedoms and control them with a rationalization of we're doing this for your protection now uh, one thing that sheep will do is sit around and ask and wait for permission. But something that lions do is they give themselves permission to stand up for what's right and to crusade for what's right and to stand for freedom when they're called to do it. And one of the things I've been impressed by, by so many people I've met in the Bitcoin space is the freaking lions. You know, though they might spend a lot of time behind a computer, they're freaking lion. Their life is dedicated to freedom. And I think Bitcoin is, in a word, freedom. So a life worth living is a life that has freedom. You take away someone's freedom, and there's a reason why people go to prison and they don't get happier. It's because they have their freedoms taken away. Because we all know our happiness is dependent on freedom and um, life with freedom is a life well worth living. So that's, that's how I see it. And I, I think Bitcoin and Bitcoin technology is a huge part of how we're able to uphold our freedoms and how we're, we're able to pave the path for not just our lives, but generations ahead to have freedom in their lives. I think that's a great place to, to end it. Um, JP, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, appreciate, you know, what you do with your platform. Uh, excited for what's to come with Zion. Excited for what's to come with Lightning. You know, uh, you know things like Zion uh, are the reason to be so bullish on Lightning, right? Because it's presenting this, this substrate that allows people to build directly onto Bitcoin's infrastructure, uh, which has, you know, kind of been a difficult thing for a while. Um, and it's awesome to just kind of, you know, see these products uh, come to the market. JP, where can people learn more about you, find out more about Zion, get on that long waiting list, uh, show, show all the links. Hell yeah. Well, the best place, go to getzion.com and you jump on our list to be notified. And we're growing the, the capacity by the day. So feel free to uh, jump on our mailing list. You'll be notified at getzion.com. And if you're delusional enough to enjoy my comedy and see my online content, if you're not in my Zion community, you can hit my website wakingwithjp.com. All right. Very tight. Um, Bitcoiners, you know where to find me on Twitter at CK underscore snarks. And you can find Bitcoin Magazine at bitcoinmagazine.com and on all the social medias as Bitcoin Magazine or the real Bitcoin Magazine. Uh, but yeah, you guys know the drill. Five-star reviews. Share this podcast everywhere. Uh, go sign up for Zion. Go check out Run a Lightning Node. Uh, just get involved in the Bitcoin ecosystem. It's blowing up. Peace. Yep. 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 Yep.